Welcome to Conscious Corner, brought to you by Conscious Coaching Inc., the show that talks about divorce, step, and blended families, and all the dynamics that go along with it. Hello and welcome everyone, and thank you for listening. I want to give a shout out first, as I always do, to my team, Joel at East Coast Studio, who makes us sound great every single week, who can be reached at eastcoaststudio.ca, and to the Music Assembly, who provide the music at the beginning and end of our show, and they can be reached at themusicassembly.com. So, welcome everyone. I want to start by saying, last week, I talked quite heavily on the plight of the step-parent, and... A very big, I think, problem that is arising among step families that I'm seeing not only with clients, with friends, with family, with people that I know, but things that I'm reading with listeners and people that connect to me and contact me. So it's becoming an increasingly more difficult problem and that I thought needed to be addressed because it's something that I think is often just buried. And so it was quite a heavy, and if you haven't heard the podcast and are interested, I suggest that you go back and listen to it. It's called Stepping Up. So this week, I did talk a lot about the different issues that and feelings that step parents are facing and how it gets into, it gets very deep into the depression that often step parents are facing and experiencing. And I basically compared it to to many of the circumstances that they're feeling are very equivalent to relationships and families that are emotionally abusive. And I just want to clarify first, I by no means am saying that step families are abusive at all. Step families as a whole, and like I said, even in the in the show, for the most part, Most step families are going to feel good, are going to feel great, but there are elements of the step family and elements of being a step parent where you do experience and face a lot of similarities to that. And it goes unnoticed because of the dynamic of a step family, because it's something that it's not spoken of. It's just like way back in you know, in the 30s and 40s and 50s, divorce was never spoken of. That was something taboo that you didn't want to talk about. You didn't want to air out your dirty laundry and you didn't want to say that there were problems or issues. And a lot of the time, and when people started to do that, a lot of the time they didn't know how to handle it. Society, people, friends, family didn't know what to do with that, didn't know how to handle it. But eventually, the more and more people talked about it, the more they expressed and aired out their feelings and emotions and ha- and what it was like, you know, to be in a relationship and in a family where it was just broken, divorce became more and more acceptable. And again, I'm not encouraging divorce in any way, but this is how things become better and th- where things can become acceptable to make lives better. And so in the same way, the plight and the issues that are within probably every step family that every step family and step parent experience is not very spoken of right now. It's people don't really want to have a good hard look at it because there are so many difficult similarities to so many other big problem emotions, feelings, and situations in society, and it's hard to deal with. We don't want to turn our mind to it. We don't want to even acknowledge it or accept it. 
And so therefore we keep it quiet. It's the quiet secret. And so I had the show last week to bring light to that and to say, hey, this is what's happening. Hey, there are a lot of similarities. And no, we for the most part still run as happy families and still learn to deal with it, but that doesn't mean that it's okay. It doesn't mean that somebody should have to experience and go through that, but there are ways to make it better. And that's why I challenged everyone. I challenged every member of that step family, including exes. I challenged to do things to make it better. So this show, I'm going to talk about how now, how do you make it better? So I'm going to give you some tips about different things of how you can make it better. So in this podcast, I'm going to talk about ways that you can make it better. So I'm going to expand on the show last week and continue on and now give you some points of how you can start to facilitate that change, of how you can start to make things better so that it becomes more aware, so that step-parents and step-families don't have to feel that struggle continually all the time, and so that we can start to to get it out there and get it known. And you have to do that by starting within. You have to start one with yourself and with your own family, and you expand on it to the outer world, to others. So I'm going to give you a few tips, and these are the things that I do, that I've been taught, and Like I said, I still too experience a lot of the same things that every other step parent feels. And it's not something that is going to change right away, but we have to start taking the steps to affect some of that change and we can start now. So one tip that I can give that you can start to affect the change to make it better so that you feel more heard, that you feel as though you have a voice and you feel as though you are a fully entrenched member of the family, is to communicate. Communicate with each other. And I know, you know, we, (laughs) as a step-parent, we often hear about this as a coach. You know, you're trained and you're taught about communication and and how to do that and what. And when you see videos and self-help videos and all, and a lot of things that are put over Facebook and the internet and stuff, it all talks about communication. But what does that really mean? And what does that mean for the step family who has, who faces this continual dynamic that is now become part of the norm? How do you communicate with each other so that the step parent doesn't have to feel as though they're unheard or don't have a voice or don't have a say? How do you do that? So one way I'm going to give to you is You have to set the ground rules and you have to share the limits of the entire family. And that's, that's where you have to communicate. So one of the biggest things I find, and I have also fallen to this. So by no means am I saying that I am not in this category or that I am perfect in any way. So when people get married and remarried and they are now a step parent and they're in in this step family and they're blending the families and they're all coming together you're so caught up in just the happiness of it because there's a honeymoon phase in any new relationship and including step families there's a there's a honeymoon phase for it so you often forget to actually sit down and really think out the hard things the boundaries the limits the roles 
And that is one of the biggest complaints of step parents is that they don't know what the role is, but that's because nobody's ever really talked about it and planned it out. So one of the greatest ways to do that is to communicate, but communicate it with everyone. So as an example, I recommend that anyone in a step family, each of you individually, including the kids, if they're old enough to read and write, get them to sit down and think about it too, including the kids. What are your limits for each other? So as a step parent, how do you want to communicate to the kids? What do you want to communicate to the kids? In what form do you want to participate in their life? And how do you want to be involved in their discipline? And how do you want to discipline if that's the case? What are your limits for kids and them being rude to you or any form of disrespect? What are your levels of, of respect and disrespect? And you really have to sit and think and take a hard look at it and write it out. Same thing for the parent. The parent in the home, you have to do the same. How do you want your partner to participate in the family? Do you want them to be making full decisions in the family? Do you want them to discipline your children? How involved do you want them to be with your children? How often do you want them to communicate with you? So figure that out as well. And for the kids, what are your limits and boundaries? You know, what can you handle for the kids? Kids, how do you want to be treated? How do you want your step-parent to treat you? How do you want your parent to treat you? What's your limit of how much discipline you can get from either your parent or your step-parent? When do you want to be informed of certain decisions? Do you want to participate in those decision-making? So even for the kids, they have their part to play because this is what is going to start to help affect the change because this is what is going to make a step-parent feel included and feel as though they have a say and they have a voice. And then you all come together and communicate all of that. Communicate it together so you all know what, where each other's stands are, what your limits and boundaries are, and then you can start figuring out a plan. And yeah, you need a plan. A step family needs a plan because it's a lot of personalities. It's a lot of baggage that comes with it. So you have to have a plan in order to be able to deal with it properly going forward. So that's tip number one to communicate your limits and boundaries with each other. Number two, hold people accountable. And that goes for every member of that step family. Hold each other accountable. After you've made your list and after you've discussed and made out your plan, if you find that someone is not adhering to what they agree to, is cross the boundary line of something or the limit of what someone had set out, Hold them accountable. Let them know you've crossed the line. This is what we agree to. People have to be held accountable and it's okay. Even if it's the children, they need to be held accountable so that they know, hey, no, we agreed. So you need to step back, right? To your partner, we agreed. So sorry, you need to step back. You've crossed the line. And as the step parent, even for you, we agreed. So sometimes you cross the boundary line. You need to step back. But you won't know that. And you can't hold people accountable if you actually don't know what is in place. What is the agreement? What's in order? What are the limits and boundaries? And it's easier to do that 
once you've communicated that. But number two would be to hold each other accountable. It's the only way that you can continue and that you can uphold everyone's agreement and everyone's values. So hold each other accountable and it's okay. These are really important lessons. And especially for children, it's especially important for children to understand accountability. To be, you know what, I did. Hey, I'm sorry. Hey, you know what, I can step back. That's what makes them become great adults where they can be responsible when they're being held accountable for their own actions. It also helps them not place blame on anyone. It's a great thing when a person can be held responsible for their own actions and take that responsibility. So number two, hold each other accountable. Number three, as a couple, you need to work together and set out some guidelines for each other where you're going to share all the responsibilities, all responsibilities. Remember, you are coming together as a couple as equal partners That means equal in every way. It means even equal with the children. And I know that goes against almost every possible family, psychological, psychiatric, mental health practice is that the step-parent has equal say in that home, even with the children. But I'll tell you one of the biggest problems with why the step-parent feels isolated and feels left out and feels unsupported and unappreciated and feels alone is because they are not treated as an equal person in that home, especially among the kids. It oftentimes feels as though the kids have more rights and have more say than the step-parent in that family. And no one should feel like that in a family. So as a couple... You need to decide together what responsibilities each of you are going to take. And that includes not only with the household, definitely with the household, but when it comes to the children, who's taking what responsibility? So maybe the step-parent can be the one to take them to their activities and to work with them on homework and also be able to discipline them when they've crossed their boundary lines. And maybe the parent is the one who will do pickups and drop-offs, who will deal with paying, you know, paying the child's care needs, you know, clothes or or, uh, daycare costs or whatever. But also the parent has their portion of the discipline when it comes to the children as well. And also, how are you going to divvy up the time where you get to have that fun time with the kids as well. So it can't just be that, you know, the parent has all the fun time alone or it's all fun family time together and then the parent gets that little special time but that step-parent doesn't get that little special time. That has to be enforced. That has to be implemented just the same. But the couple has to come together and communicate how they're going to divide all of the responsibilities of the children equally. So each of them have equal portions of how they're dealing with the kids and how they're dealing with the family in general and with their family life, right down from the chores, the bills, and the children, including the fun times, including the special moment times. That's the only way you start to feel like a full family. And it's really good for the kids You'll see less division among kids and step-parent 
when there is that type of unity and couples have to come together in that type of unity. It takes trust. It takes trust from each other and especially from the parent because it's a natural instinct when somebody else is telling your kids something that you may not totally agree with or that you might find a little bit harsher or more firm than you would say it. It takes trust that you know that they have the best interest of your children at heart too. So you you let them have that because you agreed that that was their part. That was their job and responsibility. You have some other part to do. Because like I said in my previous podcast, there's a lot of mixed messages. You cannot ask a person in the family to do a whole bunch of things and then not have equal say. So this is a good way for couples to come together and divvy up the responsibilities, all of them, including the kids. It brings you together more firmly as a unit and it brings the children to accept and love and appreciate and respect that step parent as well. They will respect it. When they see that you two as a couple are are strong and respectful and have your own roles, they too come to learn to love and respect that. So remember, Children are mirrors of us. So if they're not seeing that unity amongst the couple, guess what? They're not going to respect that and they're not going to respect you as a step-parent because that's what they see. So come together, communicate with each other as a couple and divide your responsibilities equally. All of it, including the fun, divide it equally so that everyone feels as though they have a say that they are equal part. One of the biggest things that step-parents feel is that they're not equal. So that way it gives them equal part, equal say, equal responsibility as well, and equal accountability. So think about that. That's number three. Number four, to step-parents, start reaching out to other step-parents. I'm sure that each one of us knows at least one other person in our lives who's a step-parent, reach out to them. Reach out to them and let them know some of your step-parent issues and let them know that you are there because just like you feel alone sometimes, just like you feel you don't have a voice, just like you feel sometimes there's no one to talk to, they too feel exactly like that. So it's good to know that there's another step-parent around who is there for them, who understands, who can help them. And the only way we can start affecting change and change within the step family and the way step families are run and viewed is if we start reaching out to people to let them know and let the world know, hey, we are no longer silent. We are no longer a silent voice that's being swept under the rug, that's being, you know, locked behind closed doors because we don't want to, you know, rustle feathers. We are here, we have a voice, and we're helping each other. You have to start speaking out. Step parents, you have to start speaking out. If you don't start speaking out, and if you don't start reaching out, the institution of the step family, the way it is, and the feelings that you feel will carry on, not only with you, but for generations of other step families and other step parents. So start affecting the change by start to reach out to other step parents and let them know. And together you start supporting each other. That's number four. So number five is also to step parents. Step parents, we have to stop complaining if we're not willing to affect the change. So I gave you a way to start affecting change. 
not only within your own home, but with each other, within society, with other step-parents. So with step-parents, because there's a lot of feelings that are being suppressed, because there's a lot of feelings of loneliness and lack of being heard and lack of voice and disrespect and all of that stuff, sure, there's a lot to complain about, a lot to complain about. And I'm with you on that. There's a lot to complain about. But we have to stop the complaining or we cannot complain if we're also not willing to do something about it. We have to start making the steps and taking the steps to affect the change. It's not enough just to say how you feel. Change only happens when you do something about it. So start doing something about it. Start by reaching out. Start by doing all the things that I, you know, or some of the things even, even just one of the things that I've just suggested today, start. Do some of those things. You have to start to affect the change because then you don't really actually have a right to complain, right? So, I mean, complaining is one part of it. Sure, we need to release, but then it's not okay just to sit there. And for years, it's just been sitting there. For decades, it's just been people will complain and just sit there. Let's start making it happen so that we take measures to change the way, change the way step-parents are viewed, change the way step-families are run, and change the way how, what society thinks of that. So enough of the complaining, let's start the doing. And number six, number six, I want to say, Remember the good and the love that you have. Continue to let it shine. Because like I said in my last podcast, being a step-parent is not for the lighthearted. It is not for the faint of heart. Step-parents, I will say, and I said it in the last podcast and I'll say it again, are probably one of the most optimistic and kind and loving souls out there. And you have to be in order to enter yourself into another family, into other children's lives, take that on and go with it and do it well and do it, yeah, and endure a lot of the a lot of the struggle that comes with it. So don't let it get you down. Remember the love. Continue to remember the love and the goodness that you have and keep letting that shine forward always, 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 always. And when you feel as though you're getting down, Turn to your supports. Remember, if we start reaching out to each other, you'll know that you have supports out there. Turn to your supports. Start looking back and continue to remember the love that you have, the love that you have for your partner, the love that you have for their kids if you do, the love that you have for yourself, the love that you have for the family as a whole, the love that you have for the society as a whole, and the love that you have to do enough to make change, to make it better for others and for future step families. So continue the love, let it shine. Never, ever, ever, ever lose sight of that. Continue to remember how much love you have. So when you're feeling down, think of the things that you love within your family and let it lift you up to keep going because step families are wonderful. They are amazing. Like everything else, they will have their struggles and they have their plight. And it takes the best of the best to work your way through it, to work your way out of it. And there are tons of success stories, but I want it to get better. I want the idea of step family to get better. I want the perception of a step parent to get better. So we have to do our part. So they're wonderful people. They're amazing families. And 
They are changing society. They are changing, and they are the ones who are keeping that family unit together, even though they had that family endured a divorce, endured a loss. That step parent is keeping that family together because it comes together as a new whole unit. So let's not forget that. So I bring this to you because it is part of the process of affecting the change. And so, and I want to continue to do that. And I want to continue to share with you and I will bring more tips in future episodes about this because it's important and I want to continue to challenge everyone. So listen to the last podcast and go and do some of the challenges that I said. This will be the year for the Step Family Challenge. I'm going to dub it as the Step Family Challenge because it's a challenge for step families to step up and step out and be better and do better so that they all feel better so that no step parent ever feels as though they're alone anymore. It's not okay anymore. So let's do what we can to make it better because for those that are in great relationships, and God bless my husband, he's like a godsend and he is an amazing man, but it doesn't mean we don't have our struggles. God bless my stepchildren. They're good kids, but it doesn't mean we don't have our struggles. And with every struggle, you can always do better with it. So I challenge everyone to take on that, to make it better and make it so that step families don't ever have to feel and step parents don't ever have to feel depressed, alone, shut out, have no voice because we are all family and we are all need to be loved and we all need to be respected and cared for. So I leave this with you. If you want to reach out and connect with me, I'm always here to support you. As a coach, I do this for a living. I am willing to help you in any way that I can. So reach out to me, whether you want to just share your stories, you want to talk, or you need some help, you know, reach out, shout out to me. I will always respond and answer. You can reach me at Leah at ConsciousCoachingInc.com. Go to my Facebook if you just want to read and, and look at things. I share lots of things. It's Conscious Coaching Inc. Listen to the podcast. There's many of them. I give tons of tips. Listen to the last one about the step up. Listen to this one and I challenge you to continue to listen to more. And I will continue to reach out to you and be there for you because I'm Leah and I'm always in your corner. 